Hey ladies, the Beautiful Movement now has their summer box available for pre-sale. This means that you have the chance to sign up before these boxes sell out again. If you have not had the opportunity to get one of these boxes, grab your box today. These boxes are becoming so popular, they're actually selling out. The theme in this box is Walking with Jesus, a box that will help you grow deeper with God this summer. It's the perfect summer starter kit that you don't want to miss. Head on over to www.jointhebeautifulmovement.com to sign up today. Be sure to use the discount code UNCOMMONTEEN, all one word, for 15% off your first box. You can also follow The Beautiful Movement on Instagram at the underscore beautiful underscore movement. Ladies, you don't want to miss this. Welcome to the Uncommon Teen Podcast, the podcast for Christian teen girls. Each week we talk about real life issues that you are facing every day and how to overcome them in a way that stays true to who you are. We'll talk about issues like making friends, how to avoid toxic relationships, feeling lonely, and understanding that you have a purpose and so much more. I'm your host, Amy Krishner, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. All right, so last week we talked about how it is possible for us to be confident in prayer. So this week I want to give you the practicals on how to pray with confidence. But before we get started, I want to ask you a question. When you pray, how do you start your prayers? Who do you address when you pray? I've heard so many people pray to Jesus. I've heard so many people pray to God. So do we address God when we pray or do we address Jesus when we pray? The reason I ask this is because it's actually really important to know who we're praying to. I've heard so many people doing this. And if you've done this, no condemnation to you whatsoever. I honestly just think it's not talked about a lot. And so that's why I'm talking about it today. I've heard a lot of people praying directly to Jesus when they start their prayers. We're going to get into why we actually should be praying to God and not directly to Jesus. But you may be like, but Jamie, I've been praying to Jesus my whole life. Does this mean that my prayers aren't answered? No, I'm not saying that at all, but it's really important for you to know that when you pray, we go to God the Father in the name of Jesus. Okay, so most of us have heard this very famous prayer in Matthew 6, 9 through 13, that Jesus himself prayed. It goes something like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. All right, so this is the Lord's Prayer, right? We've all probably heard it somewhere, if not in a movie. But many times when we hear this prayer, it's because we have recited this prayer somewhere. Do you know why Jesus prayed this prayer? He actually didn't pray this prayer so that we could just recite it every so often. He actually prayed the prayer to model to us how to pray. Notice when he started, he didn't say, myself here on earth, hallowed be my name. (laughs) That would be kind of goofy, right? He started praying to the Father in heaven. Now you may be saying, okay, yeah, well, Jesus was here on earth. Of course he prayed to our Father in heaven. But listen to this next verse in John 16, 23. It kind of goes even a step further. It says, and this is Jesus talking, most assuredly I say to you, whatever you ask The Father, in my name, he will give you. We see here that we're going to the Father in the name of Jesus. And there are many, many more examples in the Bible of this, but these are just two that I wanted to bring up for today. 
All right, so we see now that we go to the Father in the name of Jesus. And now that we see that, let's go ahead and start talking about how we can pray confident prayers. Okay, so the first thing that we need to do when we pray is actually twofold. The first part is just to make sure that we're not holding on to unforgiveness toward anybody and make that choice to forgive those people that have wronged you. Know that forgiveness is not a feeling. It is a choice. This is kind of off topic, but I really want to address this because I think sometimes we think that we have not forgiven somebody because we don't feel like we've forgiven them. And so I want to talk about this because forgiveness is not a feeling. It is a choice. Maybe you have chosen to forgive someone, but your feelings towards that person hasn't changed. That doesn't necessarily mean that you haven't forgiven them. Basically, what forgiveness is, is it's choosing to let go of your need to revenge what they've done while still holding them accountable for what they've done. You know, if somebody has hurt you and they have really wronged you, let go of your need to get back at them. Give it to God. There's a difference between getting revenge and holding somebody accountable. And so we're going to let go of that need to revenge. And then the second part is to make sure that there is nothing that you need to be forgiven of. If so, just ask God to forgive you. He tells us in 1 John 1, 9, that if you ask for forgiveness, he will forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. God loves you so much and is so ready to forgive you for anything that you could have ever done wrong. And the reason why it's so important to make sure you don't have any unforgiveness in your life, either by holding on to unforgiveness about somebody else or by doing something and you know you need to talk to God about it and ask for forgiveness. The reason why that's so important is because you know if you've messed up or if you're holding on that need to revenge somebody, when you go to God and you stand before him and you talk to him, you're probably not going to talk to him with a lot of confidence because you know you need to do something to make it right. (laughs) Or you know that you need to let go of that revenge. All right. So the second step may seem obvious now that you've made sure that you don't have any unforgiveness. It's time to just start talking to God about what's going on. Here's a little hint. God loves when you talk to him and whatever you talk to him about, he's not surprised or mortified by what you talk to him about. Here's another little hint. He already knows it anyway. So don't be ashamed to come to him. He wants you to come to him because he wants to help you walk through that situation. The third step is to decide specifically what result you want to see with what you came to God for and find verses that back up what you want. So maybe you notice that some of your friends are starting to make some bad choices, and you know that they're not the right kinds of friends to be hanging out with anymore, but you just feel so alone, and you feel like you don't really have other friends. This is a great time to go to God and talk to God about it. God, I'm lonely, and I'm hurting. All my friends are making choices that I don't want to make, and they're going down a path that I don't want to take. Lord, I need some friends. I need some friends who love you, Lord, that want to hang out with me and be fun with me and make a difference for you with me. You know, talk to him about those things. He loves when you talk to him. And then find some verses on good godly friends that you can stand on that answer what it is that you want. There's a lot of verses on friendships in the book of Proverbs. 1 Corinthians 15.33 says, Do not be so deceived and misled. Evil companions or friends corrupt and deprave good manners and morals and character. I like to flip this when I pray over my kids and when I pray over you all too. And I like to say, Lord, I thank you that you are bringing my kids, you're bringing these girls, 
good friends who love you, Lord. These friends have good manners, good morals, and good character in Jesus' name. Because I know if they have good manners, good morals, and good character, their friends are not going to corrupt them. Or maybe you are fighting off feelings of depression and anxiety. Talk to God about that. Talk to God and say, God, I have been really feeling depressed lately, and I've been really stressed out, and I've been really anxious, and I don't know what to do about it, Lord. And then find some verses that talk about joy and talk about peace. There are so many verses in the Bible that talk about joy and peace. Ephesians 6.10 tells us to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. How do we become strong in the Lord? By getting into his word and seeing what he says about what you're believing for. That's why it's so important to find verses that back up what you're believing for. And then the next step, now that you've decided what you want and you found verses that back it up, I've already kind of led to this, but pray those verses that you have found and choose to believe them and receive them. You know, your mind at first, when you speak these verses, it it may say something along the lines of, that's not true. Like if you were maybe fighting off some anxiety and depression and You say, Lord, I thank you that you have given me a peace that passes all understanding. It guards my heart and my mind in Jesus' name. Well, you may not be feeling that peace that passes all understanding. Or maybe you're believing God for those good godly friends and you're saying, Lord, I just pray that you bring me those friends in Jesus' name. And you're not seeing that. I heard someone say to me one time, and it really opened my eyes about this situation. They said, instead of listening to yourself, talk to yourself. And at first I was like, what? (laughs) I don't even understand what you were saying. And then as they broke it down and explained it to me, I began to really understand what they were saying. That is our thoughts are always talking to us. Always, right? We've always got these thoughts going on in our heads over and over. We have the choice to listen to those thoughts, whatever they're telling us, or we can find the promises in God's word and tell our thoughts what to think. I'll tell you what, that conversation changed my life. When I began to tell my thoughts what to think instead of listening to them, things got so much better in my life. Okay, so I've been asked this question so many times, and so I want to address it real quick. Let's go back to the anxiety and depression. I get that the Bible says in Philippians 4, 7, that God has given me a peace that passes all understanding and is guarding my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus, but I'm not feeling that. I'm not seeing that. And I feel like I'm lying. Am I lying? How can I say these verses? Am I lying? And that is a really good question. But the answer to that question is, no, you are not lying. When you choose to speak God's word over what you're seeing or what you're feeling, know that God's word is the highest form of truth. And he sees things that you don't quite see yet. And podcast episode number eight, we talked about the definition of faith. Hebrews 11, one says, now faith is the confidence of things hoped for. Remember that word hoped means that expectation of good. Faith is the confidence of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So we may not be seeing it right now, but faith is choosing to believe it even when we don't see it. Now, here's a tip for you as well. You only need to ask God what you're believing for one time. After that, choose to begin to thank him. Yes, continually go to him every day about the situation. But now, instead of asking him about it, begin to thank him about it. So for instance, if you're believing God for good godly friends, the first time you pray, ask God to bring you godly friends. The next time, and all the times after that, instead of asking him, say, thank you, God, that you're bringing me 
good godly friends who love you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that these friends have good manners, good morals, and good character in the name of Jesus. So now you're choosing to believe it when you thank God for it. Or if you're believing for God to take away the symptoms of anxiety and depression, ask him first, Lord, will you take these symptoms of anxiety and depression and change them for your joy and your peace? And then from that point on, thank him for it. Lord, thank you that you've taken away my symptoms of depression and anxiety and have changed them for your joy and your peace, even when you don't feel like it. Thank him for it because it's coming and it's already there. He's already promised it to you. All right. So the last step kind of goes along with this step, but after you ask God and then you begin to thank him for it, now we need to begin to think, speak, and act in a way that affirms that victory in your life. If you're believing for good godly friends, it's okay to acknowledge where you are when you're talking to people that you trust. It's okay to talk to them and tell them where you are but always end with the word of God and what you're believing for. You can say right now, you know, I really don't have any good godly friends, but I know that God is bringing them to me. Or maybe with depression and anxiety, you may say, today has not been a very good day for me, but I'm believing God is trading these symptoms for his joy and his peace. So it's okay to acknowledge where you are and it's okay to acknowledge what you're feeling, what you're seeing, but always end with the word of God. The reason why we need to do this is because our words are so powerful. Proverbs 18, 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. When you speak death, that's what you're going to get. You speak the anxiety and depression and you just leave it there. You're going to get more anxiety and depression. But if you speak life and you say, but you know what? My God is good and he's coming through for me. That is life. And that is what you're going to get. You're going to see those results. And then lastly, like we talked about before, we're going to end our prayer with saying, in Jesus' name. Now, this isn't something that we do just because we have to do it. We actually pray in Jesus' name because in Jesus' name is where our power and our authority over the enemy comes from and what Jesus has done for us on the cross. And while he was in the grave, he went down into hell and he defeated Satan. And then he rose again from the dead and now he's alive. When he rose again from that grave, he gave us authority over the enemy and over anything that the enemy might try to bring, symptoms of depression, loneliness. Now you have authority over it. So that's why we pray in Jesus' name. So praying with confidence is that simple. And in closing, I want to share with you an example of a prayer that I am praying over you. Father, thank you so much for your love and for your faithfulness. I am so blessed and honored to get to be your child. Lord, if there is any unforgiveness in my life, whether it be something that I did or something that I'm holding on to that somebody did to me, I ask that you show it to me so that I can let go of that unforgiveness. Lord, I pray over these girls who are listening to this podcast. I ask, Lord, that Ephesians 1, 17 through 19, give these girls a spirit of wisdom and revelation of your love and your word. I thank you, Lord, that they are coming to know more and more every day who they are in Christ. I ask that Ephesians 3, 16 through 20, that these girls are strengthened in their spirit and that through their faith, you have made their heart your permanent home. I ask that they are rooted and grounded and secure in your love for them. I pray, Lord, that you are continually revealing to them just how much you love them. I pray, Lord, that because of that deeper revelation of your love and your word, that they are receiving, that these girls are able to fulfill your purpose for their life and do super abundantly, 
far over and above all they dare ask or think and infinitely beyond their highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, and dreams. I thank you, Lord, for all these things. I receive them and believe them in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, ladies, I want you to know that you really, truly are valuable to both me and to God. And you truly are beautiful. Now, when I'm talking about beauty, I'm not talking about the cultural standard of what beauty is. You are so much more than that. You are beautiful on the inside and the outside because that is how God made you and he created you. I know I say this every week, but it's so true. Your beauty and your value, guess what? They don't change even if somebody fails to see how incredible God made you. So go ahead and repeat after me. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. All right. Thank you so much for joining me this week in another episode of the Uncommon Team Podcast and also for rating and reviewing this podcast. I am so blessed by you all and I am praying for you every single day. Also, if you have not yet downloaded the Uncommon Teen app, go ahead and do that today because in the next couple of weeks, we have some awesome things that we are going to be unleashing that I am super, super excited about and it's going to bless you guys so much. I am so excited about it. I know that you're going to love it and I better stop talking because I can't give it away yet. So I'm just going to leave it there. But just make sure that you've downloaded the app because it's coming soon. All right. So make sure to join us back here next week for another episode of the Uncommon Teen Podcast. I hope you all have an amazing week. Ladies, I hope that this episode helped you today. I hope that you know just how much God really does love you. Now, I want you to repeat after me, and I want you to mean it with all your heart. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see. How incredible God made me. All right, ladies, so I have a question for you. What does your summer look like? What is one thing that you are going to do this summer that is going to change your life forever? What are you going to do this summer to help you make friends who love Jesus that will help you grow in your walk with God all while having a blast? If your answer is, well, (laughs) not really a whole lot. Well, I have something just for you that will help you do all of those things. Are you interested? What if you did something this summer that could change your life forever? Ladies, I want to invite you to join me for Uncommon Teen Live 2024 because you are going to do just that. You are going to meet your new besties. You're going to have a blast and grow in your walk with God. So grab your parents, head on over to UncommonTeen.com and grab your tickets today.